Welcome one and all to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop adventure in Starfinder. And if you're just joining us for the first time, great job. We're starting a new story today, so you picked the right episode. My name is John. I'm going to be our game master for this adventure. Uh, to my left is Tom. I am playing Lycos 9, the Solarian Android, and Ace Pilot. Ooh, ooh, spicy. All right. Uh, I'm Brent. I'm playing an Isoki mechanic named Sparks. Um, I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Domash, who is a Lashunta technomancer, and Lashunta have adorable little antennae, which drew me to her. And I'm Lisa. I'm playing Kerr Sylvanen, a Vesk soldier who is a mercenary. And let me just say, the first thing, I'm so excited to get this game off the ground. So our story begins, our adventure begins in Absalom Station, in a district called Sixer, for short. Kind of a, not quite slummy, but definitely one of the lower rent districts in the area, in the offices of Gordian Solutions. In the back office, it's Noemi Domash, our owner and proprietor of Gordian Solutions. Do and describe yourself if you'd like to, uh, Jess? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was she dressed? In clothes. Okay. <laughs> Is um, at least logical. Smart, like I'm thinking, like a smart business. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it's better saying, than not. She, yeah, she, she would be, you know, the upper, the lower end of trying to look nice. Okay. So she's, you know, she's trying to appear to be she got a fine ass. proprietor. Station yes. wear business casual. Station wear business casual. There, <laughs> there you, you go. go. Um, she maybe she had a couple nice pieces back from when she was accountant, an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, but. <laughs> But she's oh. put a lot into this business, and she had to make some budgetary cuts somewhere. Uh, exactly. When you buy a starship, there's only so much you can spend on attire. True. True. It's sad, but true. A couple... I assume there's is thrift stores on... Oh, of course. On Absalom, so... You know, she does what she can. You and just so, don't question where the holes came from. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and sitting across the rather Spartan office and um, war- well-worn desk from her is... Uh, Tom's character, go ahead and describe what your character looks like there. Okay, so uh, Lagos 9 is a humanoid-looking android. Uh, kind of a flesh tone, with, but kind of a little bit more red than is normally in a human, with short crop black hair. He's got kind of glowing lines traced out over any visible part of his body and seems to be wearing a form-fitting body armor that also glows slightly blue. Uh, and a little moat of energy is kind of lazily hanging in the air around his head pulsating a, a bright blue color dimly lighting the room around him and now i know lycos nine from his previous work that he's done for me uh helping me with an ex-boyfriend problem cool. so lycos nine it's good to see you again uh, as you know i previously had my uh experience in accounting but I'm looking to expand my horizons into problem solving. Uh, so that's why I thought of contacting you to see if you'd be interested in, in working at Gordian Solutions. So, I mean, we have to go through the formalities. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about your background and what specializations you bring to the table. Yeah, he kind of stares at you for a little bit longer than is strictly comfortable for sp- uh, saying anything. There's not much in my background to speak of. Uh, in terms of specialty, I'm good on the field of combat. Uh, 
very hard to unarm. And I am very good at piloting a ship, which you seem to be in great need of. That is very true. Uh, I do need a pilot. That's kind of important for flying my ship. More than a little. So what drew you to want to work for me, for Gordian Solutions, I suppose? I've met you. Fair. Um, how well would you say you work with other races? Depends on the race. Mm, we could have, well, pretty much anyone but a Sheeran. Well, as long as the humans are the best aren't trying to enslave me again, I think I'll work out okay. I'm sure we can work that out. <laughs> the prevention of enslavement and all. We haven't even met yet. You can't be giving me <laughs> eyes. Side eye, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <clears throat> Noemi, is he hired? <laughs> oh, I need a pilot, so yes. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. Default. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly a ship, you've got the job. <laughs> well, you know, he helped me with that ex-boyfriend problem, so. He spent a couple years in the clink, and I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> So later that afternoon, a small Yosoki, well, I'm sure you're average sized by Yosoki standards, but small <laughs> by the standards of most uh, sapients on Absalom, uh, comes into the office at his uh, appointed time. Go ahead and describe your what uh, your character looks like there, Brent. Uh, he's about three and a half feet tall or so, uh, maybe 75 pounds. Uh, he comes on and he's got gray fur. Uh, I mean, he looks like a rat, man. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> He's a rat that walks on two legs. I mean, um, on. Yeah, fair point. I, I do want to stress he walks on two legs. Um, and then probably the only really identifying feature is he's got this thing around the back of his head. It's kind of like a, I don't know what I, I guess it'd be like, a, well, it's the exocortex thing that I was talking about. So it's like a computer that I wear on my head that's actually implanted in my head, not just worn there. But it looks like a, you know. Like a collar or like I'm trying a hat. to think. What's the guy? It's on Star Trek, I think, or something like that, where he's got like a big thing around the back. Star it's one of the, Wars. Uh, was it? No, it's like the Borg guy. I was got like the thing around the back. I don't know. I don't know Star Trek that well, but <laughs> well, the Borgs yeah, do have that. I was thinking about the dude in Star Wars that has like the, the oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Orlando that has the thing around the back. You know, what, I like, like that better. Let's go with that guy. You know what he's talking about? Nope. Uh, on cloud, nope. All right. On Cloud City. Yes, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay I, I like that. I it's a little I, sleeker. It's not maybe so. I'm not so. quite Star Wars nerdy enough to know what that guy's name is, but. I'm sure someone can tell us. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, I think I've already there, pissed so off raging. all kinds yeah. of anybody listening to this. So. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to correct Brent with the character name, you yeah, there <laughs> tweet you at, us, at Dive of the Dice. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks. Hashtag, we don't know Star Wars well enough. Or Star Trek, as it turns out. What kind of nerds are we? bad ones apparently so anyway yeah That's he's, we're playing uh, Starfinder, where we can make our own path <laughs> there you go so he uh he makes his way into the into the room and you know sticks his head in is this the right room am i here am i in the right spot uh yeah yeah come on in okay should i take this chair or is it, I don't, do you have something might well never mind i'll just hop up so he hops yeah. up into the into the chair uh i am noemi dimash you are uh just call me sparks everybody else does can i call you sparky <sighs> if you must it just, it may slip out. I, it's, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, all right, whatever. That's cool. Um, so I assume you've, you've heard of Gordian Solutions. I mean, I read the ad. Fair. So you know that we provide solutions to what other consider impossible problems. I love it. Awesome. 
So you're already on board. Tell me a little bit about your background and your specializations, what you bring to the table. Uh, I mean, I fix stuff. Most of the time it's because I broke it, but mostly I fix it. Um, my cousin's really the one who does all the fixing. Well, you, need to, you don't need to hear about all that. But anyway, yeah, I, I fix things. I'm good with computers, machines, you name it. So more about your cousin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, You don't you... want that guy working here, trust me. <laughs> so uh, I have to ask this. Um, how well do you work with other races? Because uh, this may be a strange, mixed-up little ship. I mean, my block looks like the UN. So, I mean, you know, I'm, we're, I'm comfortable. No problem. All right. So a, a Vesk wouldn't intimidate you? or. I mean, I know who I'm going to stand behind if we get shot at. Which we're probably going to get shot at, right? I mean, that's usually how this stuff goes. We solve problems. Um, yeah, funny thing about problems. <laughs> I like your candor, Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> most people do. Well, I won't say most people. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, not a lot of people do. But glad to hear it. So I, I have to be honest. So I did get this ship at auction. Uh, it was originally a transport ship for genetically engineered peaches. Um, okay. <laughs> so we, we affectionately call it the GEP. It runs, right? Yes, and you, it, we sure? have we have shields, we have guns, okay. we are prepared. All right, for solving a variety of problems. Eh, maybe I'll be the judge of that, but okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you seem like you'll fit right in, Sparks. Great. So I'll see you on first day. Sure. <laughs> That's Monday. Oh, okay. Yes, then yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. About an hour later, you're kind of going through the dregs of some of the other applicants you've uh, had, uh, a few of which are... They, they've got lofty ambitions, but they're not quite right for Gordian Solutions. When there's a, a heavy knock on the door... Uh, come in. I'll open up the door, walk in, and sit down. All right, what does your character look like there, Lisa? My character is a Vesk, so basically like a seven-something-foot lizard dark green scales with sort of purpley, like purpley blue stripes going from the eye ridge back down. Wearing armor, looks like I'm on guard duty basically. I'm fully outfitted. Make, uh, a, make an intimidation check real quick. Intimidation <laughs> check? Really? Yeah. yeah, okay. Jesse already sounds intimidated. Right? 14. 14, okay. Uh, between <clears throat> the the combat armor, Doshko, and tactical assault cannon that's uh, strapped through her back. She certainly cuts an imposing figure walking into the, off the small office. Uh, I, I've paid up on my lease. <laughs> <laughs> While that is good to hear, that is not why I'm here. Uh, are, are you here to interview? Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh, fabulous. Uh, please take, take a seat. I'm already sitting. Oh, please continue <laughs> to sit. <laughs> Yes, and Lisa, remember. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue to sit. And, and um, let's see. Um, and she rifles through some papers, kind of nervous, obviously. Um, so here at Gordian Solutions, um, we provide solutions to what others consider impossible problems. And um, uh, let's see. Uh, you seem like you might have a lot to, to bring to the table. Uh, what... What are your specializations? What's, what's, what's your experience? Solving problems doesn't always go smoothly. You'll need someone to have your back. I have experience as a bodyguard and as a mercenary. Oh, well, the bodyguard definitely uh, interests me. 
Um, how well do you work with other races? I mean, no offense, uh, of course, but I'm sure you understand that you are imposing to others. No offense taken. As long as it's not the swarm, I'll be a fine. I think that you'd fit right in here. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> Does that mean I'm hired? I will see you on first day. Thank you. And I'll get up and I'll leave without a word. All right. Well, you've managed to crew up your your ship and your new company. Congratulations there, uh, Noemi. So first day comes and all your employees show up uh, very promptly. You've had a, a good punctual bunch, it seems, at least on the first day of work. They want to show up right on time. Um, but unfortunately, the kind of promise of adventure and problem solving doesn't pan out right away. So about three weeks later, uh, the kind of next rent cycle is coming around in the office and things are starting to get a little bit tense, let's say. Uh, so who's kind of manning the, the shop during office hours? Because you wouldn't necessarily need everyone coming in just kind of hanging out in this small kind of office front. I think we should take shifts. Okay. There's something my character would have done with his character upon first meeting. I don't know if you want to Oh, yes, please that. do. So the first time my character meets your character, he offers you cheese. <laughs> He's I'm I'm told that your people like this. Yeah, I mean, sure. Who doesn't like cheese? Uh, it's a little patronizing, but all right, sure. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, like he seems earnest. Like there doesn't yeah. seem to be a joke in it for him. Uh, yeah. So okay. All right. Uh, tell you what. I'll take. The, can I? Can I ask you? A I've never met one of you before. You guys are fascinating to me. And he just starts going off, rattling all this like. I don't know, techno babble at you. Like, I don't know, are you... Basically, he's never met an android before, yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. And he's just so many questions. Hey, so, I mean, he kind of matter-of-factly answers them if, he, if there is an answer, depending on the question. Okay, okay. I mean, because obviously he's probably going to ask, like, nonsense questions. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah, basically it's like, you know, what model you... How many iterations you want, like, blah, 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 you know, like... Or, see, that's the thing. I don't really know how much of that is public knowledge. So, and like... There's also, I'm sure, some that... Uh, Lycos 9 doesn't have the answer to, so he might ask some technical specs, and you're just like, I don't know, I just, I just kind of am. Yeah. Kind of motherboard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm trying to spare anybody, you know, details of that. But yeah, just like really esoteric, like technical, you know. So, I mean, the one bit that you would definitively learn based on even just what you kind of rattled off is, in his name, the 9 is the iteration of the, uh, what he is. Okay. Like, um, he doesn't necessarily make specifics, but he says he's the his ninth incarnation. Okay. Is like the term he uses. Unless you press on that, that's kind of about as far as he goes in that description. Okay. But uh, the nine me does mean something in his case. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, and then he just starts like, again, I'm trying to spare people. I'm going to just like r start going on about like my like who I am, my life, blah, 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 if you want to listen or not. Yeah, he does. He, I mean, <laughs> he, like he answers the questions. He just, you, you can't tell if he's irritated or not. Because mm. uh, he, he's a very flat affect in his responses to things. I also don't think Sparks cares too much. <laughs> like, he's just going to start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys kind of get to get to meet each other and while away a few mm. kind of boring weeks around the office, tidying up as much as you can and sort of filing the paperwork so that... Doesn't exist. Has, ...has already been refiled <laughs> twice. But three weeks later, while uh, Lycos 9 is in the office and uh, Kerr has been sent out to grab lunch for the, the both of them, uh, so Lycos is alone... The door opens up, slides open, and in walks a burly-looking male 
uh, Lashinta Karasha. He's dressed in very tacky looking kind of business attire um, that has a little bit of kind of grease stains around some of the uh, at the ends of the sleeves and on the the bottoms of the uh, the pant legs. He's got a broad smile on his face and you feel a slight tickle across your mind. He says, uh, Hey friend, how's it going? Slow. Man, well let me go ahead and tell you that's not going to be a concern for me anymore. You see, I've got, and as he's about to give you his pitch, you hear the uh, the comm ring. Uh, the Kasathas uh, say that your hands are either empty or full. And while they have four and could easily handle the two things at once, uh, you've got a phone call and the person in the shop. So, what do you do? What is the company policy on answering the phone? <laughs> Boss? Well, the phone has never rung before, so... <laughs> So it's not in the policies and procedures? I don't believe that she has policies. <laughs> well, after three weeks, though, she may have started writing policies and procedures. There's little things tacked to the wall in case yeah. of whatever. In case of emergency. We've been sitting around for a couple weeks. I could have rigged up an answering machine. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a... There's a, a space a, answering machine. Mm-hmm. There's a normal answering machine, <laughs> space or otherwise. So if you a space answering machine job. If you don't pick up, it will go to voicemail. But um, do you want to talk to this guy or not is the question. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if my guy thinks he's a huckster or not. He's probably I mean, trying to sell you something. That guy is greasier than the cheese you just gave me, so yes. <laughs> Actually, so, yeah, so he looks at him, got a very like deadpan, looks at the phone, and says, one second, and answers the phone. <laughs> All right. Um... On the other line, you hear kind of a, a gruff uh, feminine voice say, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, is this Gordian Solutions? Yes. Okay, and this is operated by a Noemi Domash, right? Generally. Oh, okay, great. I'm in the right spot then. Uh, I've got a job for y'all if you're willing to uh, take on some work. Is there money involved? Of course there's money involved. What kind of job doesn't have money involved? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Not a very good one. And if this goes well, there's a lot of money involved for all parties involved. Then I think we're in. I don't know. Yes, we have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> all cards on the table. First thing. You are not a very good negotiator. Keeping in mind, John okay to modification of my character. I have an eight wisdom. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you, to be honest with you, I didn't quite expect such a, I mean, I thought you'd at least ask, what's the job? But, great. What are the details of the job? Well, I'd rather not discuss them over comms. Can I either meet you at your office or perhaps at the uh, the last light? What is the last light? Uh, it's a, a tavern on the, kind of, toward the docks. Start time to tavern? About <laughs> 15, 20 minutes? Nice. <laughs> uh, meet us in the office. That is where we conduct our business. All right, as you like. I'll see you down there in about an hour or so. I am not going anywhere. So the, uh, the Lushinta seems a little bit kind of off-put that you'd answer the phone over kind of someone in the office, but he says, uh, all right, well, now that that's over, uh, my name's Harvest. I'm a entrepreneur, let's say, and uh, I hear you're a organization that solves problems no one else can solve. Well, I've got a problem that no one else can solve, so I think I'm in the right place. If you don't have your, if your dance card's not too full. I don't have a dance card, so no, it is not. Oh, perfect. So I need a, a delivery made. 
Are you guys, uh, you have a, a ship, I understand? It was in the advertisement. Yes. It's still in one piece and space-worthy? Yes. Fantastic. It has not blown up yet. Man, you're a fatalistic one. <laughs> I tried to look on the bright side. The delivery goes perfectly, nothing gets blown up, and then you and I make a lot of money. That is true. What do you need delivered and where? It's a case. Um, and I need it delivered out to the vast. Uh, I can give you the coordinates once the, the details have all been kind of hashed out here. Uh, the... There's a few stipulations. Uh, you can't open the case. Uh, although, if you see this case, you realize that's not really going to be much of a problem for you, I don't think. And then the other thing is, I need you to pick the case up floating around Absalom Station. Why is it floating around the station? Because I'm going to shoot out an airlock. Fair enough. Obviously. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So you, you come in at that time. No, I did not hear that because I would not react the way Tom did. <laughs> yeah, you reacted with your what what. So uh, <laughs> Kerr comes in as uh, Haravist is giving his uh, explanation of it. I have lunch. Uh, the smell of uh, seared meat and spices kind of uh, fill the air. Um, this man wants us to retrieve a case that's floating outside the station. He's launching it out of an airlock. I'll just look at him. Explain. Uh, you feel kind of a little tickle in your mind, and he says, uh, "Well, you see, I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a bit of a uh, acquisitions specialist, and a client has asked me to acquire something for them, and it has been acquired. But getting it through channels and customs and." Absalom security could be a little problematic, so uh, my client prides himself on discretion. So I've gone ahead and arranged for other means of getting it off station. So we just need you to go and scoop it up and head out to the vast and drop it off. Bing bong bing, we all get paid. Are there any details that would aid us in completing this delivery? coordinates well i mean there's going to be a bit of uh as i understand it, the destination planet's a bit uh rough terrain so you're probably not gonna be able to land at the drop point probably have to do a little bit of hiking over challenging environments but i mean look at you and he kind of gives you like a friendly slap on the arm and it's like hitting a brick wall can i try uh, intimidate again sure <laughs> Just give you like a passive intimidate oh. score. I didn't roll very well on that one though. Eight. What is your intimidate? Four. I am actually more intimidating than you. Really? I mean, technically. <laughs> well, my charisma is not great, so. Sorry, that was a random interruption. He mm -hmm. says, Whoa, no need to glower. I can tell how dangerous you are. It's fine. It's fine. That's why I think you'd all be perfect for this job. So, what do you say? He's got a problem. The solution seems easy. There's money involved. Leave the details. We will get back to you. Okay. I'll go ahead and uh, get those transmitted over to you um, on a, a little more of a, a secure channel. Include the amount 
we would get paid. As well as any other problematic, I believe the word you used, problematic parts of either the case, the delivery, or getting paid. Uh, the details of the case uh, will not be transmitted with that. It's a, like I said, matter of secrecy, but I can give you the destination. Fair. All right. Well, those will be coming over shortly, so I look forward to doing business with you all. We'll be in touch. And uh, Harvest uh, departs as the door closes behind him. Another customer will be here in an hour with a job. Who? Woman that was on the phone. Did she, she a... say what she wanted? Yes, but Tom has already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she really did. She didn't even give her name. Um, we ob- I obviously let the, left the very charismatic ones in charge today. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad. Solid call. <laughs> I have charisma. I'm just not you good at using it. It's more like force of personality than it is uh, talking to people. Mm. I don't have charisma, so <laughs> nobody has charisma. Do I you? do. I have it because it's my class, my, my primary class ability. Oh, but it wasn't like it, before. I realized that that was a thing. It wasn't intended for the character. Then I'm like, oh, I have to. <laughs> Fascinating. So that's why I have it. Is, it, it, it with him, it's more uh, force of personality than like actually interacting. We have with the same charisma. We do. I, I saw. Great. But his charisma is uh, counteracted by his very low wisdom. <laughs> yeah, my wisdom's not great. Yours is definitely lower. Yeah, no. I, you, you would physically have to try to have a wisdom as low as I do for this. So you are wise enough to know that you should probably call in the your boss. employer mm-hmm. <laughs> to before any former Absolutely. deals get made. That is my next step. It sounds like we have two jobs on the line, boss. Oh, wow. When it rains, it pours. Do we know what rain is? <laughs> just making sure. It's he made space, a UN reference. We know planets. what rain is. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah, I he said that. I'm like, I'm going to let that one slide. But yes, planets have rain, and we do go to planets. Cool. <laughs> UN wow. could be a universal thing. I know. I noticed that, too. I wasn't going to call you out, though. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt him with that one. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. I like your character so far. All right. So yeah, I think Sparks is already just at the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I've had you. <laughs> I like it. So the last light is a fairly popular tavern in Drifter's End, over near the uh, the dock sides. Wait, why are we there again? I we're not. We're, no, we're he, meeting I'm her. Just at the explaining. Oh, where he is. The tavern. He's, at, he's at the tavern. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were meeting her at the office, though. We are. You are. He oh. said he's at the tavern. Yes, and I'm explaining the tavern that he's in. Ignore in me. The last light. <laughs> so Real quick too. Comms are like cell phones, right? Like yeah. it, you would have a comm on you, and I could be like, "Hey, you need yeah, to come to the office." Yeah. So part of the thing is like my guy has the like a toolkit thing, and part of that is the comm thing. So. Okay. So the last light, uh, it's on the edge, and there's this very small porthole leading out to space. Okay. Um, but when the the sunlight goes through the porthole and is no longer visible, then it's happy hour. Nice. Um, so you're a couple hours early for that. Oh, I was going to say, is it happy hour now? Not yet. I always miss happy hour, man. But your comm rings. Okay. Uh, let me, or do you call him back? Yes, okay. I, I call Sparks, and I say, it looks like we may have two jobs lined up, so I'll need you to come into the office as soon as you can. All right, rains and pours, huh? That's what I said. All right, so <laughs> an, an hour later, everyone has arrived, and a uh, the door slides open, uh, and in walks a uh, lean and compact uh, dwarven woman with a 
a little button nose and um, her hair kind of cut to a, a extreme short crop. Hmm. Do dwarves in this reality have female dwarves in this reality have beards? They do. That goes back and forth. They don't. Okay. Hmm. Um, she kind of has the uh, the pasty complexion of a avoider, and um, that's a voider, not, not a voider. A voider. I, I yeah. figured. Uh, and um, has a bit of a, a scowl on her face uh, that seems to kind of not be sort of pertinent to the situation, but kind of a, a permanent a Resting fixture. dwarf face. Yeah. yeah. Which one of us is at the counter? Um, it would be Naomi. Uh, Noemi. And you guys are probably around. It's not a very big office. There's like a front kind of greeting area, and there's like a back office and a storage room. Like, that's about it. It's like three-room little storefront. Oh. Uh, okay. Um Welcome to Gordian Solutions. Uh, are you the the woman who called us earlier? This is uh yeah, Tierna Voidhammer. Tierna Voidhammer. It's so nice to meet you. I'm Noemi. Uh yes. Uh, it's good to meet you. Uh, Gianna pointed me your way. Oh, my sweet sister. Yeah, she said that um, my my job was a little more up your speed. Uh, that you'd be uh, perfect for it. Oh, did she? Well, that's that's just like my sister. What can we help you with? So I've recently uh, acquired the deed to a mining asteroid. Uh, an asteroid's out in the uh, the diaspora. Uh, I got it at a very good price, but it comes with a little bit of a catch. The machinery has gone a little uh, haywire there. Uh, mining robots attacking mine operators and... Stopping communication with their uh, the comms outside of the asteroid. It's pretty much got to be... They need to be deactivated uh, before it can really be put to use. All of a sudden, Spark's tail like shoots up over the counter like, Haywire, you say? We yeah. do have a mechanics expert. Sparks, how's it going? Oh, Sparks, good to meet you. Uh, I'm <clears throat> Tierna uh, Voidhammer. So, yes, uh, Haywire... They're not. None of them are combat droids, but they, they're strong enough, and with enough mining tools and the right uh, amount of force, can still be lethal to the previous occupants. Yeah, little known fact: some of the older models actually are just old combat droids. No, oh, I didn't know that. Most well, people don't. Yeah, you learn something new every day, right? Do they have kill limits? Uh, depends on how you set them. There's a config file somewhere. I'll show you sometime. So, anyway, uh, I've got. The so I have the deactivation codes, but it would either have to be loaded into the main server or each robot individually. Um, yeah, that's which would, how they have to set them, which, which would be difficult if they're trying to you know drill you in half. <laughs> Generally speaking, so and I'm going to assume you don't have access to the server. No, it's all been locked down. The it, it, it's part of the. That's why you get such a good price. Mm, gotcha. Do you know where the server is? I have a map of what the mine looked like last uh, last it was seen. We could upload to you, assuming, of course, you want to take the take the job. When would you need this completed by? The sooner, the better. It can be you can make it, uh, well, not planet fall, but make it to the asteroid within a week. Nice and close, right here in the packed worlds. And what sort of price might we expect? 
How many credits? <laughs> you can just edit out that. What's real that stuff space. called? Money. So uh, I think what we can do is for we'll say four thousand credits for the mine intact, and I'll throw in an extra two hundred and fifty for each operational robot at the end of it. If you blow up the whole workforce, it's going to be a little expensive to replace, but if you can deactivate most of them without destroying them, then I'm going to be able to turn a little bit of a, a healthy profit on this, I think. Is this a good amount? I assume this is a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's going to, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be split. Right. So it's not right. going to be incredible, but uh, yeah, it's a, a fair, fair chunk of change. It'll help pay for the lease. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be good for operational expenses and upgrades. All right. Can I ask what model we're dealing with here? I, you know, I didn't really ask for the details on the mine. Uh, yeah. It's a it's an asteroid, so probably like rock cutters and okay. other sub things. What I was going for was a potential engineering check to know if we should hold out for more. How dangerous these things are? Uh, I'll allow it. Okay. So. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Um. While they're while not like she said, they're not engineered for combat. They're certainly dangerous enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have material designed to cut through like rock walls, uh, if they hits flesh, it's not going to be pretty. So mm-hmm. um, there's certainly an element of hazard pay here. Uh, if you want to try to talk her up, it might not be outside the realm of possibility. Okay. Let's see. I think I know myself enough to know that I'm not going to be able to do much talking. So I'll see if I can get a little out of tier. Tier was it? Tierna Voidhammer. Her vision and just kind of like shake my head a little bit and like <laughs> a little higher. Well, you know, since we're not really sure about the the danger here, I don't know. It, is there anything more you could do to make this worth our while? Make a persuasion check. So just a... Is diplomacy a skill? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, diplomacy check then. 14. 14? She says, I'll tell you what. All right. So how about for every intact bot, I'll kick in 400 instead of 250. A little bit of uh, incentive pay instead of just a base price boost. From like up over to your shoulder, like a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) That seems fair. And, you know, that'll give us, you know, motivation to leave as many in operating condition as possible. I think that we have a deal, and she'll reach to shake hands. All right, good to hear, and she'll extend her own and shake your hand. I'll have the... I'll be back tomorrow with the codes. I think you can get this done within the week. I don't see why not. All right, I'll start lining some crews up then. And uh, she bids you good day. Wait. I thought it would take a week to get there. No, I don't think that's possible. We can con- we'll, we can get there within a week, and... It takes a week to get there, yeah, so yeah. it is impossible to complete it within the week. You we're and being, your we're Android mind. <laughs> well, you wouldn't necessarily... This is John's gym talking. It wouldn't necessarily take you a week to do the job. Like, if you can get there within a week... Um, you said it would take a week to get there. No, it takes 1d6 days to get there. Uh, now are we taking relativistic so, effects well, into it? Now, now you're just changing things. This is no. the Kessel run all over again. I said you can get there within a week. One these six days is within a week. Uh, Call off the tapes. <laughs> okay. 
Alright, anyway. So... Now, do any of you try to argue with me about the fact that we still have another one on the hook? Argue with or point out? We have all the information from him, right? He gave us... He's supposed to be sending over the specific details, but nothing prevents us from doing both. That's true. So, bing bong. As far as we There's know. a little... <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> I want to check the destination to see if it's even on the way. If it's completely the opposite direction, we're going to have to pick one. I agree. Um, I feel like... Well, it also depends on the timeline. If we can grab one and go do it, then fly out to the other one. Because we could talk to Har- Harvest and see what his timeline is. I think that uh, Tirna, her request is a little more above board, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I feel like we may have to break fewer laws in order to uh, complete what she has asked us to do. Are we concerned about breaking laws? I thought we were trying to solve problems that couldn't be solved. We- that seems to imply the breaking of laws. We do, but I don't want to get too poor of a reputation too quickly. Besides, she was sent by my sister, so I'm sure, you know, this is well within our ability to do. Yeah, sure. Whacked out mining robots with weapons. What could go wrong? I'm glad you You agree, Sparks. All right, so looking at uh, Harvest's uh, sort of order details, uh, the planet in question is TXL863 Echo. TXL863 Echo. If it started with an LV, I'm like, no. <laughs> it's We're a, not going there. Uh, it's a planet out in the vast that's uh, pretty wild and barely settled. There's a few um, kind of adva- uh, advanced colony settlements and a couple of kind of would be mining towns. Um, but it's for the most part, pretty wild and untamed. Uh, no native sapience, uh, although plenty of native life. Uh, the ground is uh, pretty rocky and inhospitable, uh, and the area for the meat seems to be kind of a, a small like settlement uh, a good ways away from any potential landing spots. And so I assume it has breathable atmosphere for us? Yes. As, okay. Uh, that's why it's being, like, scouted, but so far, uh, no major corps have moved in to begin exploiting the planetary resources, or, and also, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, so it can't really be used as a staging area for anything else. Where is it, directions-wise, proportional to our other job? So, the, the way that space works regarding, kind of, distances, is there are sort of three zones. There's Absalom Station, which you can get to from anywhere in the galaxy through the drift in about a week. Uh, or within a week. Uh, then there's Near Space, which is areas that have drift beacons that allow you to travel through the drift, through like the kind of the warp to them in short time. Uh, usually uh, within, a, within a couple weeks. Uh, and then there's uh, the vast, which is everywhere else, areas that don't necessarily have um, like coordinates within the drift, so it takes a lot longer to get to them. Uh, but it doesn't really matter where you start from; it only matters where you're going. So if you're going to the vast, it takes five d six days to get there. Uh, it takes three d six days to travel anywhere in near space, and 
You can travel within a system in 1d6 days if you use the drift, or 1d6 plus 1 days if you use thrusters. I was asking more, like, is it on the way? The on the way doesn't, the concept of on the way doesn't really matter. Doesn't exist. In this, because you can. Even if, in terms of direction, like that way? Yeah. Right. It's just like, all right, poof. Yeah, because what you do is you go to another dimension and then fly in that dimension to the coordinates and then you teleport back to real space. But the two places in real space don't necessarily have any correlation when you move through the drift. Yeah, Got so it. and geometry. But whole like put it on the paper and then like fold the paper and just punch straight through thing, right? I can get behind that. And it seems like you know what Harvest is asking us to do is going to take a lot longer. Like every other movie that deals with that. (laughs) I think that was the first though, was it? It's among them. So I would think that we would want to complete Tierna's uh, request first, and then perhaps once we have a little more capital and can travel to the vast, we can mm-hmm. complete Harvest's request. I have a question, actually. That decent, like the randomizing of the amount of time it takes to get there, is that because it's just helping you, the GM, set the number of days it takes, or is it because traveling through the drift is inherently random timing? Like, do you have a set, like, okay, it takes three days to go through drift here, a or little, it could take... A little of both. Okay. Uh, the drift is kind of a swirling kind of chaotic subdimension yeah, yeah um that sort of exists outside of the material plane okay hmm. interesting all right but we do have a drift engine we do and it works yes good you've checked it sure you've, you've had weeks of nothing i was gonna to say do. you have you've had have a little bit of downtime to... so. you've probably taken it apart put it back together incorrectly take it apart put it back together correctly again and then finally correctly yeah. there's only like a dozen Spare parts now, you know? <laughs> now these were needed. <laughs> I found three extra screws in there. <laughs> Save and wait. More efficient. <laughs> so we're headed for the asteroid, most likely. Yes? Yes. Okay. Because right. our boss really doesn't want to do the obvious crime. <laughs> we're going to go for the less obvious crime. There's no crime. Yet. Yet. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> The, she was referred by my sister, so I would trust that she wouldn't send me a criminal. The crime is letting all those perfectly good mining robots go to waste by blowing them up. Well, that's why we're not going to do that, and we're going to earn 400 credits per robot that we don't have to blow up. And then sell we're the We're going to try scrap. not to blow up any of the robots. Right. Exactly. <laughs> she says to the android. <laughs> <laughs> all right, any, prepara- <clears throat> excuse me, any preparations that you want to make before you head out? Do we all have enough rations? Because this is potentially two weeks. Assuming we get this done within a day. Yeah. Yep, I have enough rations. Sure do. Oh, I do have professional clothing. I even wrote it down. (laughs) And formal clothing. (laughs) Can my formal clothing just be involved with stabbing? Formal stabbing clothing? Mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Formal stabbing clothes. (laughs) I'll yep. take a, a, a really fancy, like, butcher smock. Okay. <laughs> so I'll just, yeah, I'll tell everybody to make preparations and kiss your loved ones goodbye for a week, and <laughs> we'll be getting on the get. Oh, joy. Instead of Paul flashback, we'll be like, how many, like, cousins do you have? <laughs> Lots. <laughs> They're rats, man. Come on. Oh, no, no. Our, our buddy Paul played a rat folk in my... Uh, uh, Meepson. Uh, Meepson, Planescape game. 
And this key actually had like a list of all their names and would go through it. Oh man, you know who's not doing that? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tomorrow you all meet at the. Uh, at. Hold on, I've got it. At Gordian Solutions? No. Uh, I keep wanting like the perfect opportunity to make the lateral thinking joke. <laughs> at North Dockside? Uh, the, the North Dockside 6, uh, Jordan Solutions in Lower North Dockside 6, and that's where the GEP is hangered. So, heading out to look at it, it is a, frankly, pretty ugly ship. Uh, boxy, utilitarian. Uh, what's the paint job on that? Um, Patchy. Yeah, it's... it's So, GEP's stands for Genetically Engineered Peaches. Uh, this was a ship that was... Uh, purchased at auction. Uh, originally, it was owned by a farmer slash geneticist uh, named Arlo. Um, although Noemi has attempted to cover the previous uh, writing and giant peach on the side, she it, it's been with mixed results. No matter how many times she seems to try to cover it up, it see, keeps bleeding through. So it's... It's kind of a muted green at this point, okay. but you know, there's places where it's patchy and it the that peach just keeps coming through. So right now, there's sort of a spotty orange semicircle, and underneath it, it says Cali Gin Eaches. Um, oh, sorry, Cali Gin Aches, and kind of like a semicircle underneath it. Oh, man. The uh, one of the dock hands says. Uh, uh, evening, Miss uh, or Ms. Dimash. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like the new paint job didn't really take. Are you sure you don't remember the passcode for those bots? Yeah, unfortunately, no. Uh, maybe we can try another color sometime? Well, this is the second paint job we put on it, and uh, scraping didn't really take either. Uh, we can try burning next time, but I don't have high hopes if I've... I mean, we've all seen the advertisements for these, uh, these nano decals. Is this the first time the rest of us are seeing the ship? Um, probably the first not, time you've right? seen it, like in game, but oh, okay. in, in character you've probably seen it once or twice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that like, as the mechanic, you've probably gone around and inspected things. I've probably sat in the pilot seat mm-hmm. and familiar, yeah. familiarized myself with the controls. Maybe we took it out for a spin, but we've, we've been there. Yeah, it's not a fancy nor elegant ship, but it's mm-hmm. armed and it will fly. So that's going to kind of you got to start somewhere uh, there. <laughs> like don't, don't knock on the hull; it might fall off. <laughs> he tightened all the screws all of the screws yeah sure right no yeah. screws loose <laughs> over here <laughs> you say that you like knock a couple screws like off yeah. you yeah, like it, whack it effectively the kicking the tires yeah <laughs> all right so you load up all your gear and get clearance for launch uh, are you planning on making a drift course to the uh diaspora or yes. um the via thrusters i think we should attempt to to Use our drift engine. It, it'll cut down on the time. Okay. What do we, what do, we do? All right. That? Yeah. So you get basically to a safe distance away from uh, Absalom Station, uh, shining like a jewel in the uh, starlit sky beyond, and cut the real space thrusters and fire up the drift engine. Uh, it takes about a minute to make translation, and then you find yourselves in the drift, uh, kind of swirling scintillating colors and uh, kind of extend off in every direction in the smoky distance. Here and there you can see small um, patches of 
real space that has been pulled into the drift. Um, as you, it's, it's well known that whenever a shift uh, makes translation, uh, a small part of a random plane is pulled into the drift. Hmm. Um, fortunately, nothing seems to kind of have gone awry with your translation. There's no kind of nearby things coming at you. Um, you set your coordinates and head off. Uh, it's a six-day journey. Uh, takes quite a while. It appears that the asteroids, the drift space coordinates are a little bit further than you had hoped for. But uh, after a few days of trail rations and maybe a, a MRE or two to kind of bring up <laughs> bring up uh, morale. Wait, we're eating men's rights activists? Hmm? Meals. Oh. I was making a joke. R2E in this particular. Oh, sorry. I, I was just making a bad joke. <laughs> Who am I kicking? I'm sorry. Was... I, I pulled my legs back, so you should be less likely to be kicking me. <laughs> Please, no, no kicking at the table. Let's all be friends here. Uh, I'm just trying to avoid fussies with your fiance. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very, that's very kind. So the coordinates are locked in, and basically you reverse the process. You stop your real space thrusters, which are actually get you, propel you through the drift when you're in the drift, uh, and then fire up the drift, drift engine to translate. Uh, a minute later, you're back in real space. Uh, you can see the asteroid, which is about about five kilometers in uh, diameter, approximately, kind of spinning lazily in the, uh, in the void, uh, illuminated by the, uh, the packed world system's distant sun. Firing up the scanners, you can see clearly the pri like primary docking bay. Uh, it's currently wide open to the void, um, and there are no systems operational by uh, outside scans. Mm. Does it seem like a safe place to land, or do we need to find... Uh, make a uh, computer's check. Actually, hand me one of those unused character sheets real quick, just so I can have the list of all skills and stuff. That's not the part That's the starship. <laughs> I grab the top paper. That's fine. So yeah, Sparks, uh, where should we land this thing? Uh, that's gonna be a nineteen. All right. So there doesn't seem to be anything hostile in the docking bay, and you can see basically where you would touch down your ship. There's a couple of uh, like docking cradles in the in the open hangar. There, <laughs> pointing to a screen naturally, and not just referring to what John just said. <laughs> well, take us in then, uh, Lycos Nine. I take us in. Please make a piloting check. Oh no! Without the aid of uh, the mine systems, it's going to require a little bit of finesse. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. That's a lot of finesse. <laughs> so you effortlessly match the rotation of the asteroid and. Pilot your way inside, uh, locking your docking clamps onto the deck. Uh, the doesn't appear the artificial gravity is currently engaged on the station, um, and the hangar is currently open to void. Uh, what do you all do? Go to the airlock. I was gonna say, can oh hold on there, buddy. <laughs> Let's not be too hasty. I said I walk. I didn't say I open it. Mm. Close enough. Anywhere near that door is too near for me right now. <laughs> Lycos 9, do you think you could safely close the door? Or perhaps, do you have you have your spacesuit with you? Yeah. you could... Did we plug into anything when we docked in there? Is there like a... There's like some hooks on the, the ground, and the ship's kind of has some clamps that 
attached into something. Okay. The, the ship is anchored to the dock. As part of that, does that give us any sort of access to any, like, systems that are available? Like, is that a networking thing as well? As no, it's just okay. a physical connection. All right. Just for, for clarity, since this is likely to be coming up, I'm assuming the airlock in this functions like a lot of sci-fi ships where there's, like, door Double. opens, we go in, door closes, door opens. It's not just, like, out of the void. Yeah, that's how airlocks work. Yeah. Okay. I'm making sure, because there's other shows where it's just... Yeah, force field or something. Yeah. No, yeah, there's no force fields. It's a physical. I mean, okay. there are force fields. Your ship does not have a force yeah. field. I'm just, I'm clarifying how this works because it's not like I hit the button, everyone's flipping out. I'm like, I'm gonna step into the chamber. Yes. Like, so we're yeah. working in the same. Sorry. You're fine. Yeah, what was that about footsie? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying not to. Yeah. I think I was successful. All right. Well, if, so we know we can't breathe out there, basically. Yes, it's, it's, it's vacuum. Well, I can't, yeah, all right, we, <laughs> not the robot person, we cannot breathe. Android, I am biosynthetic. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so, spacesuits, I guess? I think that would be safest. Well, there's um, angry robots and stuff out there, and that is a very Well, there's about suit. to be an angry robot out there. <laughs> <laughs> Android, what did angry you just say? Angry biosynthetic. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Spacesuits all around, then. Okay. S- Yes, it, it seems safest, and perhaps when we get out there, we can find some computer that you may be able to hack into, perhaps bring some of the systems back online. So just for clarity's sake, the a bunch of the armor descriptions said, like, all armor can support, like, people, like, it makes it so it's a safe environment. It's for a limited amount of time, mm-hmm. but, like, that's a possibility. So I don't know that we necessarily need the spacesuits. You can just use that because it's like a day, like twenty four hours. I think is the bare minimum. That uh, assuming that your armor has like, see, is like sealable. Yeah, well, I think it said in the description like all armor is capable of supporting for a certain amount of time. Because it like then if we can get the outside airlock to work at the dock, then we won't need spacesuits. Is what you're saying? Well, so I'm, what I'm getting at is we wouldn't have to. Like you could you just steal your armor, okay? Yeah, yes. steal the armor and walk out. But it has a shorter like duration. The spacesuit one reads as though it's basically indefinite. It's infinite, yeah. Whereas if you're in your armor, it's like a day. Unless otherwise specified, all armors protect you from a range of hazards to ensure that you can survive for at least a few days. If you must make emergency repairs to the hull of a starship, explore an alien world, or endure exposure to environmental breach in a space station, some armors do this through an environmental field, a minor force field specially attuned to pressure and temperature that does not reduce damage from attacks, while others can be closed with helmets and airtight seals. The most common environmental dangers are detailed in environment beginning on page 394. Okay. I already said armor's fine. It can't get any more fine than fine. <laughs> so. You were arguing. I gave you an answer. I am tired. I wasn't listening when you were doing that. It's okay. Aww. Okay. So I'll take the armor one. If that's all right with everybody, so we can stay in our armor. We don't necessarily need to yeah. space suit it up since this, this should be this should be a short. Yeah, I, event. Mean, I, I hope so. I'm not planning on sticking around. Well, it said a guys. few days. We should be fine. So, okay. uh, armor, are we ready to go? Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll seal that up. Head on into that airlock. You have all the codes. As many as we've been provided with, I assume. Yeah, you were given like a flash drive, effectively. Oh, okay. Um, a little data stick. So with... he just sticks that in the back of his head in the computer thing and just taps it. Got yeah. it. Eh, it's not as weird as it. I mean, it feels a little funny the first time, but you get used to it. I'll stand in front. I'm going first. Okay. Uh, the airlock cycles. Um, all the uh, oxygen kind of blows out the. Or actually, gets sucked back in the ship. It's not going to waste it. It's in the vacuum. And then 
<clears throat> the door slides open. Sorry, the door slides open. <laughs> we're in space here. Uh, Visual and, jokes. Those go over well. Yeah, yeah perfect. Podcast. Good the, stuff. Uh, looking around, all the hardware inside the dock has either blown out to space sometime in the past or is anchored down. Go ahead and give me uh, acrobatics checks to maneuver in zero gravity and explore the area. 13. This is going to be fun. 12. 17. 10. 10? Good enough all around. Hey. I'll just cling to the big guy. I was going to say, just... So go ahead and make a perception check to search the... um, Search the hangar. Does it appear that people have been here recently, or...? It does not. Okay. Six. Fourteen. Twelve. I wasn't the lowest. Fourteen? Fourteen. Okay. So... Leash. There you go. That's the word, Um, like a tether. Yeah. uh, I guess this this is a good time to ask about this. What's everyone's visual capabilities? I can see in low light, I think it is. I have a flashlight. We all have flashlights, yeah. Yeah. I've got dark vision, actually. I have both. Nice. Yeah, I'm the blind. I I can't see in the dark. Yeah. Oh, well, you're the one who managed to find the console. There's a... Uh... Me my trusty flashlight. Flashy. <laughs> <laughs> my little... Like, you I might want to go back to the drawing board on that one. Essentially, if I, unless I turn it off, I always essentially am expanding light in about a 20-foot radius. Dim light in 20-foot oh. radius. Oh, oh, cool. My little moat thing. Sweet. Me so, new flashy. <laughs> next to one of the doors leading into the interior, it's kind of a huge blast door. Uh, there's a small console with still a spark of life in it. Uh, as you tap it, it kind of springs up an interface that says, uh, emergency lockdown protocol initiated. Overwrite? Yes, no. Hey, Sparks. And I call Sparks over. Cracks his knuckles a little bit. All right, here we go. And he starts typing away at it. Okay, the, it's yes, no. <laughs> so then he types yes. Okay. Uh, you click yes, and uh, you hear nothing because it's space. Uh, <laughs> but you see the console kind of come to life, mm-hmm. and in a matter of seconds, a few of like illumination spheres set into the ceiling of the hangar mm-hmm. uh, come to life. The hangar doors begin to slowly rumble shut, uh, and then eventually lock together. Uh, you can kind of feel the the rumble through your your boots. There's a growing kind of hiss and roar of air as uh, environmental services come back online and begin cycling air into the hangar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they do, and you can once again kind of perceive your sonic environment, you hear a banging on the inside of the blast door. Does it sound suspiciously like mining equipment? Uh, Perhaps wielded by an old mining robot that is maybe not all there. What it sounds like, we'll find out next time uh-huh. on the second episode of Gordian Solutions, our new Die by the Dice uh, story in Starfinder. So thank you again for everybody for joining us. Uh, we're going to put this out uh, as soon as possible because I'm very excited. But if you're listening to it, it's already out. So I'm just going to edit this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Thank you. Um, but what I will say is thank you again for listening and please follow us on Twitter at Die by the Dice. Uh, we're just getting started with season two and... It would be really appreciative to kind of get some feedback from everybody. Uh, hashtag DBTD uh, if you want to talk about us. And I'm sure I can think of some kind of cool audience participation thing if you can use that hashtag and I will check it out. Um, you can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud or TuneIn or Stitcher. 
or wherever your favorite podcast app is, assuming it's one of those four. So <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye-bye. All right, cool. Hey, good Yay. job. Not so, bad. Real quick, mostly because I feel like you're going to end up saying that a lot. You were not pronouncing uh, diaspora correctly. And oh. Because I'm too tired of... Diaspora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diaspora? Diaspora. Okay. Uh, he kept saying, I'm like, we yeah. need to correct John on that because I think he's going to say this a lot. No, we can <laughs> say it. It's fine. I just didn't want to do it in the middle of the session because it, it's kind of dickish. I've only ever heard it read. Yeah. No, yeah. I never read it. Yeah. I, I didn't blame you. I was just like, he said that. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> diaspora. Diaspora. So it's a long eye. Okay. Die. Like die by the dies. <laughs>